Welcome to the Fabulous Broads podcast. Grab yourself a drink and join the conversation about life after 50. My name is Maria Manettis, and whether I'm solo or chatting with a guest, I'll be bringing you weekly stories of exploring and defining midlife one day at a time. Today, I'm interviewing Martha Bronitsky. Martha is a friend of mine, and I am in awe of all of her accomplishments, and I also miss her. We live in the same town, and thanks to COVID-19, I haven't been able to see her since March, which is kind of a bummer because we had plans to maybe go get a pedicure together, we would meet for coffee, or she would just come out and hang out with me on Saturday mornings at my house, and I miss her. So, Let me tell you a little bit about Martha. She is a phenomenal businesswoman. She's been an attorney for 35 years. And let's get into the details specifically. A wife for 33 years, a mom for 31 years. And the reason why I've had her on today is that she has suffered from anxiety for 25 years. And I felt that that's something people could relate to, especially in this crazy time we're in. She has found several ways to deal with it including a new strategy during shelter in place. So Martha, thank you so much for joining me today. I am really excited to hear your voice and be with you today because I do miss you so much. I miss you too. I can see you and I always see you on Instagram because you have a fabulous Instagram. I'll definitely post the link later so you can all follow Martha. Martha, everyone knows when I have interviews, I always ask a couple of get-to-know-you questions, and my favorite question is, what is your favorite cocktail or beverage? Because I'm nosy like that. So I don't drink anymore, uh, Maria. It's one of my anti-anxiety strategies, but I love a sparkling water in a fancy glass, so I could be fancy, and my favorite is from Trader Joe's. It is their lemon and ginger sparkling water, and it's all natural, no sodium, no sugars, no calories, and I just suck those down. Really? I have not seen that. I'm going to go check that out next time I go to Trader Joe's. It's a yellow and white box and comes in four. Oh, a box of four. I think I might have tried one of the pomegranate ones. Well, I have to tell you, Martha, um, maybe I'm not suffering from anxiety because I've really been enjoying Pinot Grigio. But I guess I could kind of, you know, get a cute glass and maybe some lime or something and lemons and try your favorite beverage. (laughs) All right. All right. That's fine. We don't always have to have a cocktail. You know, there are other things that we like to drink. Now, all right. One more question for you. What book have you read recently that you've loved? I've got a little stack of books here, but I'm always looking to add to it. So I am really into the British royal family. And I've been reading some biographies, and I read the biography of Lady Anne Glencore, who was a lady-in-waiting to Princess Margaret, and she had a fascinating life. She was married to a husband that had a bit of mental illness, and she had two children, and her husband was the founder of the Island of Mystique. And so she goes through that and it's really, it was really interesting. Her whole point of view of just getting on with life, even though there were tragedies in her life. 
That sounds fascinating. I am way before a lot of these, you know, Instagram and all these different accounts popped up. I used to read the Royal Forums religiously uh, just to get all of the scoop on who was doing what. And, you know, I just read recently that Princess Anne had uh, her 70th birthday and I just can't believe that she's 70. Yeah. I love royalty too. So I'll definitely look for that. Martha, maybe you could send me the name again. Um, and I can include a little link. That'd be fascinating. I think I'd like to read that. Sure. Okay. All right, Martha. So what are some of the the things that you felt um, that made you realize you had anxiety? I mean, sometimes I have maybe, I don't know what you, the technical term would be, but anxiety related to maybe a few events or anticipating something. I might have anxiety, but in general, I haven't felt anxiety all the time. Is that something that you have felt? Can you tell me a little bit about what, what is it that made you realize you had anxiety? So uh, 25 years ago, anxiety is a form of depression. Mm-hmm. It is a subcategory of depression. And it has all the, a lot of the symptoms of depression. It just, everybody's brain is different. Everybody's brain chemistry is different. So just like a cold would hit me differently than you, um, depression and anxiety would hit me different. I was a young mother. I was working full time. I was a little bored at my job. My marriage was, we were in eight, year nine or 10. And you know, those are the messy middle years. And I was just not interested in anything. I was gaining weight. I was not happy. So I went to a therapist and she diagnosed me with depression and anxiety and I'd never been to therapy. So going to see her and having someone that is on your side and just listening to you really helped me during that time of life. I also came to realize that you can't change other people's behaviors. You can only change how you react to them. So that's what she helped me do. Then I got my position I'm currently in and did not feel like I needed her help anymore. But then menopause happened. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, early menopause for me at 45 and some really terrible physical things. And so I started um, other methods of controlling my anxiety. I I went to an acupuncturist. I started working out. I was really careful with my diet. I lost 65 pounds. I meditated. I journal. And I still do all of this. And it was was all very helpful. I had never been a self-help person, but then I started reading some books. And it was all very helpful in grounding me and making me realize that some of my reactions, um, I could control. Right. Right. And what, what of those did you feel was the most helpful for you personally? Was it managing your weight or just sort of having all of them as coping mechanisms at any given time? Losing my weight, made me a more happy and outgoing person. And Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends have commented on that. I think losing my weight showed me I could control my, what seemed uncontrollable because I had been overweight since my son had been born. One of the biggest things that helped me is speaking it out loud and just telling those in my life, I have anxiety. 
And we were on a trip to Vietnam and I was, uh, we had eight of our friends there and I was in charge of all the activities that we were doing. It was for our, our 30th anniversary. And one thing didn't work out well because I went off to a different tour guide and we were in the middle of the forest and it was pouring down rain. And I just stood there in the forest and started to cry and hyperventilate. And my husband came over and said, are you having an anxiety attack? And I said, yes. And immediately my friends were like, okay. They didn't try to talk me out of it. They didn't try to tell me everything was okay. They just helped me breathe and get out of there. And then as we were walking out, they said, this was very interesting and we appreciate everything you did. So it was also telling them, helped me them tell me that what I, the story I was telling in my brain wasn't actually what was going on. But you can't redirect someone. It's not helpful. You just have to ask the person, what can I do for you right now? And I said at first, everybody but my husband needed to walk away. They all walked away. And I felt really comfortable telling people. I didn't feel embarrassed about it. And I've decided to be very open about this process because mental illness is one of the last things we don't talk about. And we have to shine a light on it because it's a physical illness. It definitely, it's about your brain. Yeah, it's definitely important to talk about things. I mean, I think the more you try to keep it bottled inside, I think the worse it becomes. I think finding a trusted friend, your spouse or, or something, even I, I think you mentioned journaling is another way. If you don't have the support system that you need, maybe just getting it down on paper and then going to talk to someone, uh, like you said, a counselor or a therapist may be a good step. And it's important for women that are going through menopause to realize that even if they've never had these symptoms before, it is part of the process for a lot of people. And we don't have to suck it up anymore. And we can talk to our doctors. And if your doctor's non-responsive, find another doctor. The I've, I've found a great doctor. And she didn't want to throw medicine at me right away, but then we had a discussion. So I think that talking about it is important and just access. There's a lot of free resources. There's a lot of discount resources. I took advantage at the beginning of COVID of online counseling mm -hmm. and then it really wasn't working. All my techniques were not working. So. Right, right. And so, Martha, for you, what additional challenges did you face since we've been kind of locked up at home since March 16th, I think, for us? Right? What, what, how has right. that impacted you? I mean, I know it's impacted me. I've got different things, but you also had some health challenges that prevented you really from wanting to go out due to a pre existing condition. So, what right. are your coping mechanisms? Well, uh, the first few weeks, I was very upset and anxious because I run a $60 million company. I'm the CEO and I'm responsible for. 18 employees and I didn't want to lay anybody off. So I had to strategize my way through getting everyone at home, getting all the equipment to them. I have outstanding employees who all just pitched in and rode the boat. Everyone did what they could 
I got one of the PPP grants, which is going to be forgiven so I could keep everybody on. And, but that whole thing, worrying about other people really just ratcheted it up. And um, I can't go out much because my lungs are compromised and it would not be a good thing for me. And just the fear, I know we've all had this, the fear of how long is this going to be, the unknown. Then we had the upsetting racial justice uh, movement, which I felt like powerless and I wanted to get involved in bringing more justice. And just as you know, you turn on the news and it's just a you-know-what show. Um, And finally, my son helped me realize that I really needed to talk to my doctor, that my brain was having trouble coping with everything. And I was having more menopause symptoms, even though I'm 60 and should theoretically be done with this mess. So I talked to my doctor and I made the decision for the first time in my life to take antidepressant medication, which I have always resisted. I always thought I could do it myself. And I have learned that it's a chemical thing. If you had pneumonia, you would take antibiotics. Right. So I have a chemical imbalance and I'm taking these meds. The best thing about my doctor really listened to me and said, the, this medication has been specifically tested on menopausal women, and it also reduces their menopause symptoms, which a doctor had discovered because, as you know, depression is part of menopause, and um, they did a study on it. And it's one of the first studies of women only, and one of the only studies of women in our age group, mm-hmm. because, you know... I think you started this podcast because you believe that we're not done, that we have a lot to offer the world and that we have a lot of energy and people need to listen to us. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. I mean, I, um, I am in menopause. I, this weather is not helping that it's like 110 degrees or whatever ridiculous number the, you know, temperature hit yesterday. Um, I have had moments of anxiety because my husband and my two younger sons uh, have asthma, which is not good for a respiratory illness that's going around. And I also have my oldest son who's in law enforcement. And that has given me some anxiety, even though he's a good guy. He's very resourceful. He's very talented. He's more than capable of taking care of himself with everything that's going on right now, it's not a great time to be in law enforcement. And the news, I try not to listen to the news, but, you know, Martha, we've all got something. And I really applaud you for making a choice that maybe it wasn't your first choice, but certainly seems to have helped you given your smile, given your, you know, your health challenges that add just another element to everything, but we're not done by any means. We are fabulous women over 50 who have so much going on that we can draw on life experiences, knowledge, friendships, um, and grit and determination. I'm going to throw that out there because you are constantly reinventing yourself, always 
learning, always growing. I am in awe of you, and I'm so proud of you that you have taken a step for your mental health that's so positive, and look at you. You're fabulous. Well, thank you. I just was feeling like I was walking through knee-high water at the ocean, and I just could not make progress. And one of my fears about medication is that it would dull me. And my work is very brain-based as a lawyer. And so I just said all that to the doctor because she challenged me. She said, why don't you want to do this? And she said, you know what? The first week is going to be rough. So you need to take it a week that you're not going to be on anything, which is I did. And she was right. The first four days were really rough. My entire family supported me. And then I decided to put it on my Instagram page. And people with anxiety and depression came out of the woodwork and started texting me and messaging me and saying, this is normal. This is what you're going to feel. It's going to go away. You're going to feel better. And then my doctor said in about four weeks, I would feel lifted. And I do. And I am glad I did it because I feel much more able to deal with stuff. I, I do, however, still journal, still use essential oils, still going to the acupuncturist, still not watching the news at night not ingesting the feed after 7.30. Yeah, I'm still doing all of that. And this is just helping me to get through the madness that is every day right now. And also not to feel just scared all the time. And so the thing in my pit of my stomach is gone. I feel a little bit rounded out around the edges, but I still can you know, make my legal arguments and get my work done and run my companies, my two companies. So. It's um, a good decision for me. And if I can support, I had a lot of people reach out to me and tell me about their mental illness. And they said they can't tell anybody else. If I can support people to just understand that anxiety in your life, no matter how old you are or depression or whatever mental issues you have is normal. It's, it's like getting a cold, maybe more. I don't want to downplay anybody's illness. But we do not good do a good job of supporting people that have mental illness. I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. I think that there's still a stigma, but I think we're chipping away at it. And I think you are definitely at the forefront, given the fact that you uh, are making people feel comfortable to discuss it on a social media platform and you have an approachable way where people feel confident and comfortable in reaching out to you for help and advice and support. So thank you for being that person, Martha, and for just being an all-around fabulous broad and for sharing your story. I know that, you know, I, I kind of threw it out at you because I know that you are intelligent and well-spoken, but you have a good heart and you're always available to help. So I don't want to start crying, Martha, but <laughs> I adore you. And I think that you are, um, I think your smile says it all because you, I can see you on video right now. So thank you, Martha, for joining me and opening up about your struggles. And I hope that um, I'm going to go through with what you said and see if I can find some links. And if you have any, you can certainly share them with me. I'll put them in the show notes, but I'm definitely going to put your Instagram on there. Your Instagram is a nice, positive place. You are um, always supporting women. And um, I think that a lot of our listeners will find value in what you offer. And um, thank you. Thank you so much. 
Thanks for having me, Maria. And thanks for always supporting me and my businesses and being my little mentor about how to do things. I appreciate it very much because I think you're fabulous. Everything you touch turns to gold. And I think that's fabulous. Oh, Martha, it's not my laundry or any of my house cleaning, but at everything else, I appear to be somewhat fabulous. <laughs> I think oh. We remain to do laundry and house cleaning, but anyway. I know, I know. But thank you so much, Martha, for joining me today. Everyone, feel free to check out the notes um, to find out a little bit more about Martha and what we talked about today. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast and give it a review if you feel so inclined. And stay fabulous, ladies.